You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. This is Real Presence Live. Tom O'Keefe coming to you along with... I'm Tom O'Keefe, <laughs> and you are Steve Swanson. I was just going to see if you're awake, Tom. <laughs> That's right. Real Presence Live, we've been your host all morning, so thank you for being with us. We've talked uh, this morning uh, with Robert Beerish uh, from Thief River Falls. Again, a recap there. Uh, March 25th at the Armory there in Thief River Falls, uh, honoring our Vietnam vets, sponsored by the Knights of Columbus there in the area. So if you'd like to join with that, give Robert a call, 218-686-0245 is the number there if you want to attend that event March 25th at the Armory there in Thief River Falls. And then after that, we talked with Jen Settle. She's coming to Fargo, uh, to the Fargo area at Maryvale. She's going to lead a women's retreat, the Awaken Women's Retreat there at Maryvale. About 10 to 12 spots left, probably about six left since we've been talking about it all morning. But if you want to check that out and sign up for that, fargodiocese.org forward slash retreats or maryvalend.org, maryvalend.org, to sign up for that retreat. And then we just talked with Ed Konichka about the Vocations Jamboree at University of Mary, March 14th through the 16th. And if you'd like to uh, be a part of that or learn more about that, check it out online at umary.edu forward slash vocjam. Up next, we're going to have a conversation with RCIA RCIA candidate Noah Ritter. Good morning, Ruth Noah. Good morning. How are you doing this morning? Good. How are you? Great. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Noah. Um, I am a recent NDSU grad um, in computer science. So right now I'm just working as a software developer for a company in Fargo. And how did you get to, where are you originally from? How did you get to NDSU? Um, I'm originally from Elk River, Minnesota, so about an hour northwest of the Twin Cities, and I kind of just ended up in the Fargo area. Um, I'm sure it's the same reason a lot of students end up here, because if you're from Minnesota, it's a lot cheaper being here, so that's that's a big draw to the Fargo area. And uh, your family in Elk, you said Elk River, Minnesota? Yep. And so your your family still lives in Elk River? Tell us a little bit about your family background. Um, actually, this past summer, um, all of my family moved down to Florida. So, and you're, and you're still here. Moved. Why are you still? still why are you here. still here? <laughs> I, I mean, aside from the 14 inches of snow we got yesterday, I I don't mind the snow and the weather too much. Okay, well, tell us more about your family. So, they're in Florida. What are they doing in Florida? Um, my dad, he does the same work that I do, software engineering, and then my mom works at my siblings' elementary school. And so you're going through RCIA. What what was the encounter that brought you to begin that process uh, of really uh, asking questions about what is this Catholic Church thing? Yeah. Um, so when I first started going to NDSU a couple years back, I I came in Protestant, so I grew up evangelical free, and I had a very good, strong faith upbringing, I would say, but I was pretty against the Catholic Church throughout most of my time in school. Um, And ironically, as soon as I got to NDSU, everyone that I met and all of my friends, even if they didn't practice, were Catholic. So pretty much everybody I knew was Catholic, and after spending a year sort of looking for a church, um, but not really, just screwing off being a freshman in college, when my sophomore year began, 
I figured, well, if all my friends are Catholic and I still haven't found a church, then I might as well start going to Mass with them. So that went on for a couple months, and then after, after probably about two months of regularly attending Mass, I realized that God is actually present here, and that's not something that I experienced before in any sort of church service. So I was definitely a lot more drawn into the Mass. And about a month after that, so every semester, the Newman Center here in Fargo, um, St. John Henry Newman Center, they lead a retreat called Koinonia. And all my friends had already gone on it at that point, and they convinced me to go. And during that retreat, um, just during some of the talks, I had such a profound experience, and I just knew that this is, this is the truth. This is where God is, and this is where I need to be. And two days after that retreat, I called Armand Sr. and asked if I could join RCIA. And it was actually a little too late in the semester, so he said to wait till the following year. And now it's the following year, and I'm most of the way through RCIA now. So, Noah, this is Tom O'Keefe. Is, is there something maybe a particular that, that influenced you, something maybe special that was on, on this journey? And then you talked a little bit about your, your evangelical background. What were some of the tensions and things you had to give up or, or wrestle with a little bit? Um, I think the hardest thing to wrap my head around um, and I'm sure it's the same for a lot of evangelical Christians, is trying to understand how Catholics view and... I can't think of a, another word, but like how they view Mary and respect Mary. Whereas coming from a non-Catholic background, I was just assuming that Catholics are worshiping Mary, and it's pretty clear in the Bible that you should only worship God, so I just had this assumption that Mary was being worshipped, and then when I actually started to dive into what the, the Catholic Church is teaching okay. and how Mary is held in reverence, I came to realize that that was just an incorrect assumption, and that was kind of similar for a lot of different roadblocks that I encountered. What, what was your impression of the Catholic Church coming into this uh, experience at NDSU? How would you have described us? Um... I, I guess, like, when I first started going to Mass, I'm like, this is a little bit different than any service I've ever been to. Um, there were no drums or anything up in the front, and there was an altar and a tabernacle, and there was a lot of religious imagery, which isn't something that I ever experienced in a church before. So I'm like, okay, this seems more different, and it felt more traditional, but it wasn't something that I was kind of put off by. I was very drawn into it. Okay, no, I did ask, and, and uh, let's get back to that. It, was there anybody in particular uh, that was a mentor to, for you or a friend that, that, that maybe had drew you in this direction? Um, I guess there, I, I wouldn't say that there was one person in particular um, before going on that retreat. There was just a few people that, like, a, a few good friends that all kind of drew me in, but after I went on that retreat and I really started to get involved in my faith. My friend Tommy really helped form me and get me on the right path going forward. 
And so as you uh, journeying through RCIA, what are some of the things uh, that stand out to you the most that you've, you've been learning uh, through the RCIA process? What are some of the uh, aha moments that you experienced? Ah, uh, there's, there's just so much. I think the biggest thing that I've gotten out of it is just realizing how little I know and how much more there is to the faith and how much fullness really exists that I'd never even considered. There's just so much with Scripture and then, um, like, the Catechism with, with Scripture. And there's just been so much that I've learned that makes me feel like I don't know much. It's, it's kind of hard to explain how much I've learned. No, and, and what you're saying there is actually a direct quote from, well, close to Socrates, who was considered a great philosopher. The more you learn, the re- the more you realize how little you know. Um, you know, or you know, Saint Thomas Aquinas was considered one of the greatest intellectuals, doctors of the church. And at the end of his life, he says, "All that I've written is straw." After he had an encounter with the Lord, so you know, these things are that's actual wisdom there, realizing that we know so little, and the more that we learn, uh, we realize how we know so little. That's just kind of the journey, and I think that is the, uh, the entry point into humility, um, into that. So, so that's okay. You can feel that way, because <laughs> that's okay. actually called wisdom right there. So how, do you see, how does your family feel about this journey that you're making, Noah? Um, it, it, is, it has not been very easy. So my immediate family is evangelical-free. All my extended family is some sort of evangelical-free or Lutheran. And nobody's really supportive, but that's not something that's been slowing me down or stopping me. So sure. it, it's kind of been hard with my family, but I'm trying to make the most of it. Yeah, no, and that's I appreciate that. If for those who are going through a similar uh, experience, I mean, what, what how, how does one um, navigate that uh, with with family and and them not understanding what you've experienced? Uh, you know, what are some tips you can you can give that you that you've learned? I guess probably the best answer that I can think of is not a great, most people aren't going to feel like it's very helpful, but just as I've gotten more into the RCIA process and started really diving into my faith, um, just spending more time in prayer, more time in daily prayer, that has made all the difference. So even when it was, like even when I was having a hard time with my, my family and trying to talk with them, just Spending more time with the Lord made all the difference. It kind of carried me through those hard times. Excellent. And uh, some of the things that you are, are learning, um, are you learning about some of the saints yet and some of the sacraments? Uh, are there any of the saints that, that, that have kind of stood out to you? You, see, you said uh, St. John Henry Newman, who is, of course, the patron of the Newman Centers. Um, him or others that their stories have really inspired you? Yeah, St. John Henry Newman. He's, man, he's, he's one of my favorites. There's a lot that I could say about him, but another one that's really stuck out to me is St. John Paul II, and um, uh, I did a lot of research into his theology of the body when I first started coming into the Church, so he's also had a big impact on me. 
So, uh, so uh, we're uh, visiting right now with uh, Noah Ritter. He is a candidate in the uh, RCIA program here um, at the Newman Center and the Cathedral. They, they're, they're together, I believe. And so on the other side of the break, we're going to continue to talk with Noah Ritter a little bit. We also have Mary Hanbury in the studio here. She's uh, one of the directors of the RCIA program. Um, as we come back from the break on Real Presence Live, uh, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Actually, I've been listening to Catholic Radio since I was a kid. My mom got like a shortwave radio back in the day to pick up pick up Mother Angelica's station. So my favorite, favorite shows... On our Real Presence Radio would have to be, um, well, I, like, I love the Coming Home Network and listening to stories, and mm-hmm. um, there are so many good ones, though, that I really enjoy. Yeah, faith has always been an important role in the upbringing. My parents were always, um, uh, we always had bedtime prayers that, in fact, we use those same prayers now, Teddy and I do with our children um, at bedtime, but um, they sent us to Catholic school. Uh, but always uh, family and faith were always a very integral part of our upbringing. We went to Mass together and, well, and my uncle, Father John, who is a priest, was always a, pr- a role there, always a presence in our family. So it seemed very good and normal and um, we had all Catholic friends. It seemed we, we really loved our faith growing up. This is Lavinia Spirito for Catholic Way Bible Study. The birth of the church is described in the account of Pentecost from the book of Acts. And suddenly a sound came from heaven like the rush of a mighty wind, and it filled the house where they were sitting. And there appeared to them tongues as of fire, distributed and resting on each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. This is the same Holy Spirit presence of God that was so thick it barred entrance to the tent of meeting in the desert and overwhelmed Solomon's priests at the inauguration of the first temple. This very same Spirit gave the prophets their message and empowered great miracles. This same Spirit of power breathes through the very fabric of our lives. What will you allow Him to do through you today? Catholic Way Bible Study. Peace, power, purpose. Find out more at cwbs.org. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. This is Real Presence Live. Steve Splonskowski along with Tom O'Keefe. And we've been visiting with Noah Ritter, who is a candidate for RCIA here in the Diocese of Fargo, in the city of Fargo. Uh, uh, he's uh, graduated uh, in computer science from NDSU, uh, working here in town, um, and going through the RCIA process. And just before the break, Noah, you mentioned uh, John Henry Newman, who really stood out to you as, as a mentor. Yeah. Talk to us a little bit about him. Yeah, Um so St. John Henry Newman, he was uh, alive in the 19th century, and he was growing up, um, I believe, evangelical. But um, at a very young age, he had a really profound experience with God that just drove him to kind of see and really get to know everything he could about the faith. And even though he is evangelical, he early on... Um, became an Anglican priest and 
did a lot of research and work at Oxford. And even, like, dur- during that time, he was still fairly against the Church and just kind of disagreed with the Church. I can't say exactly why he did. I'm, I'm not a scholar. But he still had disagreements with the Church. And then after he started to do more research into the early Church Fathers, he really came to find that the Catholic Church was the Church established by Christ. And then, like, after that, he started a slow conversion process, which kind of resulted in him losing all of his friends, all of his family, sort of being kicked out of Oxford. But he just kept pursuing the Lord, and through that, like, he's he's written so many different works, and what I think is funny is he's even canonized an Anglican saint, even though he left the Church, the Anglican Church. Um, but yeah, he's just a really cool convert, in my opinion. He did a lot for the church when he was in his time. That's great. And of course, you encountered the Lord at the Newman Center, uh, a place that was uh, built in honor of uh, St. John Henry Newman. So now, uh, coming up for Easter here, uh, Noah, you are going to be baptized. Tell us a little bit about that. Um, yeah, I could not be more excited. Um, it's just growing up, um, evangelical free, they do child dedication, but they don't really do baptism, or infant baptism anyways. It's more of something optional you can do as an adult if you're interested. And I just never found myself interested in it, and I wanted to wait until I had found like the church that I would call my home church. Um, and then that has ended up being the Catholic Church, so... I'm very grateful that I get to be baptized Catholic. And we have uh, Mary Hanbury in studio here, too. Mary, you've been working in RCIA for many, many years. Tell us about, uh, as you hear somebody sharing this story and that you've been at least to be a part of their journey, um, how does that how does that affect okay. you? Well, it certainly um, edifies you. You know, Brad Gray and I have been doing this for 22 years, and we've heard many, many stories of conversions. And to walk the journey with these people that come to us, you know, usually in the beginning of August or September, um, it just enlivens our own faith. You know, sometimes you can get kind of lax in the things we do, and when we hear somebody who's that excited, you know, when we interviewed Noah, it's not really an interview, we sat down with Noah back in, I don't know, was that August or beginning of September, and I was talking about, we we have our spiel that we do, we've been doing this for 22 years, he does his part, I do my part, and I'm going through like, okay, you'd be baptized at the Easter vigil and Easter... Uh, next year is uh, I know, beginning of I didn't have my calendar in front of me. I said the beginning of April sometime, and Noah's like Noah's like it's April eighth. He goes, I have it circled on my calendar, <laughs> and every now and then Noah tells us how many days left until Easter. So um, that's that's just great for us, it really. And I have another guy in class who keeps every now and then he'll text me uh, something that he's learning or a book he sees or a church he passes, you know, in the city. He's like, wow, I've, this is great. Look at this. Look at this. You know, and it's little things, but those little things really kind of mean a lot to us, too. You see with different eyes when you're looking through the, the eyes of the candidates coming in classes. Awesome. And I know, uh, Noah, you mentioned that a koinonia was kind of the clinching point for you. And a uh, little mouse told me that uh, you're you're uh, directing a koinonia coming up. Talk to us about that. I, I actually am. So pretty much that retreat got me on fire for the Lord and for getting involved in the church. And after that... 
I have been involved in every retreat since in some different capacity, and this semester I actually have the opportunity to lead that retreat, which I am I'm very excited for. And that will be after you're baptized or before? That will be before. Okay. Um, the retreat is March 24th to 26th. Okay. Do you have a spot for that yet, Noah? Um, we're still working on that. Oh, okay. but. Lots of prayers needed. Lots of prayers needed. Yeah, so you've got a, ret- you've <laughs> yeah. got a retreat plan, but no place to have it. So, uh, And I know we checked out at Maryville, but the, we have got that women's retreat is that yeah. same weekend. So we'll be praying that you find yeah. a spot uh, for that and also praying for you as you uh, get closer to Easter here. Um, any any uh, final, final thoughts you'd like to share with us about uh, this RCIA process, uh, Noah? I... So going in, I kind of thought that RCA was just something you do if you're converting, but I don't think it's something you need to do only if you're converting. And if you're on the fence about converting, you'll just really get to understand everything about the Catholic Church going through the class. So even if you're not dead set on converting, I think RCIA is still a fantastic resource that you should take advantage of. And Mary, you said you've been doing this for over 20 years, the RCIA process. What are some of the more powerful moments that, that you've seen? Um, I think that the baptism, actually, at the Easter Vigil, I always sneak back by behind all the, the candidates' family who are all back there watching. Uh, and at the cathedral, it's the bishop who baptizes. And when the, when the person comes forward and bishop asks those questions, do you believe you know, some I've had candidates with tears in their eyes. You know, they've waited so long for this. That's, I think, the most powerful moment for me. Um, is standing every year. I look forward to it. I'm like, oh, there's time. I get disappointed when there's no baptism, just because of that moment. Also, the the transformation. I've had people come into class, and really, they're you know they're dating somebody who's Catholic, and they just want to see if this is going to work, if if marriage is in the future for them, and you know, just dipping the toe in the water kind of thing. And uh, they'll tell me flat out, like, I'm not planning to convert. I just want to learn what Catholicism is about, so I'm not doing these rites or anything like that. Until, you know, then we get closer to the rite, and suddenly their heart changes. And, you know, I'm assuming they're not going to do it. And they're just like, no, you can count me in now. You know, mm-hmm. So we've Beautiful. had quite a few of those cases as well. And sometimes not everybody comes through. They're not always ready. And so we've had people that waited a year, you know. Yeah. So if someone is listening right now and they're thinking, I've been thinking about RCIA, but I really don't even know the next step. How do they get involved? I know you're in the middle of the process now, so it's starting right. in the fall. Yeah. But who could they reach out to? Well, uh, every day, every church should have uh, some sort of process in place for the RCIA. It is going to change in the future and it's going to be called OCIA. not quite sure when that's going to happen. We have a new rights book coming out. But it's the same program. And so you just contact your local Catholic church. Or you could call the diocese uh, and say, you know, I'm interested. Where's the local Catholic? Where, what church do I show up at? Or, or things like that. Okay. So, so in, in the Fargo Diocese, 701-356-7900 is the main number there. 701-356-7900. Um, and, and call in to say, I'm uh, interested in learning more about the RCIA program. And I know our receptionist there, Danielle or Christina, can uh, give you the directions. Or if you get Paul on the phone. They can help you, 701-356-7900. So thank you so much, Noah, for being here and sharing your story and uh, Noah of our continued prayers for your journey there. Thank you. And Mary, thank you for being making the trek up here to <laughs> be on with us for a few minutes. Appreciate that very much. Uh, this is Real Presence Live. And folks, again, just a quick recap of what we did this morning. If you want to join Robert Beerish and Thief River Falls for that, the, the honoring our veterinarians, 
uh, sorry, our Vietnam vets, not veterinarians, um, our Vietnam vets there in Thief River Falls, March 25th. Check that out. You can give them a call. It's 218-686-0245. Also, Jen Settle coming to Fargo to do a retreat here, the Women's Awaken Retreat, March 24th to the 26th. Check that out online at fargodiocese.org forward slash retreats or maryvillend.org. And the Vocations Jamboree at University of Mary coming up March 14th through the 16th. Check that out online at umary.edu forward slash vocjam. And Aaron, what's coming up next? On the next Real Presence Live, Tuesday from 9 to 11 a.m., your hosts, Father Richard Kunst and Cindy Jennings, will be speaking with Karen Ball about the importance of youth faith formation and experience with the Sacrament of Confirmation. We will also speak with Kyle Barrett, who will speak about the history of the papal military. All this and more is coming up on the next Real Presence Live, Tuesday from 9 to 11 a.m. All right. Thank you, Aaron, for that. Next week, Tuesday, uh, Real Presence Live, so check that out. And, of course, all of our Real Presence Live shows are available online via podcast at realpresenceradio.com. So if you missed anything, you can check it out there. Uh, and uh, all sorts of other great resources there at realpresenceradio.com. Tom O'Keefe, thank you for being with us this morning. You're most welcome, Steve. Always nice to have you here and have the conversation as you, you and I off the air. Uh, we we kind of referenced that show, what Angels in the Outfield, yeah. right? Um, and uh, you, you told the story. What's the, what's the story there? Rex Wilder. Yes. Ranch Wilder. Ranch, Ranch Wilder. Wilder. Ranch Wilder. Less is more. Less yeah. is more. <laughs> yeah, you have the two oh. announcers there, and the one guy's talking all the time, and the other guy's muting the other guy. So he <laughs> says, I'm kind of ranch like Ranch Wilder. Less is more, Tom. Less is more. But no, I try not to be that way. But again, thank you, folks, for joining us for Real Presence Live today. Of course, a great honor to always be on the radio here with you and to help uh, you in that journey. And of course, maybe a question for you to ponder today again is, um, how has knowing Jesus Christ changed your life? And how do you see God in others? How can you possibly see Jesus in all other persons around you, especially those people that you disagree with, um, those people in authority who you don't really like what they're teaching or what their policies are? You know, the Lord is also trying, continuing to draw them to himself. So how can we continue to love them versus saying they're pure evil? This person is pure evil. Not, that's not true. So let's think about what is true. And that is that every person is made in the likeness and image of God, and we're called to remind them of that in our actions and in what we say to them. So something to ponder, something to pray about. Again, this is Real Presence Live. Thank you so much for joining us. And you can check out, again, our podcast, realpresenceradio.com, realpresenceradio.com. Tom, thank you so much. You're most welcome. What are you going to do the rest of the day? I'm going, going back to, going, I have a Made for Greatness meeting, looking at, working on men's ministry today. Oh, that's right. We're headed back down the diocese for some meetings and lunch. So thanks so much, folks. God bless. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast anytime of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence Radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live. Local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.